second chapter, 10th verse to the third chapter, second verse. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah out onto dry land. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. This is the word of the Lord. Um, we are continuing our study in the book of Jonah. And the last time, we took a look at Jonah's prayer from inside the belly of the fish, from the inside of the belly of the fish. As I was joking, it was, uh, you know, with a, a tongue for a pillow, uh, from the inside of the fish, uh, we get Jonah's take uh, on his situation. Jonah's response to God's command to preach to the city of Nineveh, his response was to go in the opposite direction. The call was made, I hear you, there's no, there's no question that I hear you. I know who's speaking. Uh, I know your voice. And I am going to go in the opposite direction. You said to go to Nineveh, which is north and east. I'm going to go first to Joppa, which is south and west. Then I'm going to board a ship that's headed for Tarshish, uh, which is a stand-in for anywhere but where God wants to send me, uh, and I'm going to head there. So God hurls a wind. He hurls a wind that churns the sea, that buffets the boat. Um, and once it was clear, after the whole dialogue between uh, what's going on with uh, why the storm, why this situation, after the dialogue, the back and forth, uh, and it was clear that Jonah's disobedience was the cause of the events. Ultimately, he was thrown into the sea, and everything became calm. Everything was smooth, just, just still water. And so from the inside of the fish, God commanded, uh, from inside the fish that God commanded to swallow Jonah, uh, we see him pray. What does he pray? He said, in my distress... I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help. You listened to my cry. You hurled me into the depths, into the very heart of the seas, and the currents swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth bared uh, me, uh, barred me in forever. But you, Lord my God, brought my life up from the pit. When, life, when my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. I will say, salvation comes from the Lord. We shared last time, this sounds like a very different person uh, than the first chapter uh, and the ac actions and activities surrounded with uh, the first chapter. Why does it sound like a different person? Because it was a different person. Uh, Jonah had life and life's experience to, to now 
form and transform and to transfix, if you will, uh, um, his uh, perspective. I'm thinking of Patti LaBelle. How's that song go? Uh, From my head to my shoes, I got a new attitude. You know, it's just like, okay, it's, 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 it's nothing like the things that I've experienced um, that will really transform me. And I don't want to retread all of that uh, ground again, but it ought to cause us to think. The things that we experience in life, what kind of transformation is taking place as a result of our experience in life? You know, what, what do... do when things happen, when things happen, do we just kind of like shrug our shoulders and it's like, oh well, I guess it was just bad luck. Uh, I guess it wasn't my day, you know, to get that job, that promotion, that relationship, that whatever. Uh, do, or, or do we look at events, as I was sharing with someone this morning, um, the events even associated, not just personal Mark Meeks, but city church and ministry and the community. Uh, what is God trying to do with us right here, right now? What, 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 is, what, is, what is he, you know, just don't, just don't blindly walk through life and then just like life is just a series of happenstance disconnected events. See, because if you look at it that way, then what we say it without saying is, is that God doesn't love us. Oh, I would never say that. Yes, that's kind of what you're saying, because then what you're saying is that just God just kind of tossed you uh, off into this situation, and good luck to you. You know, you're left to your best devices to kind of figure it out and go your merry way. But as we dial in and we look at God, you know, this didn't turn out the way I really wanted it to turn out. This really didn't. What do you, what am I, what do you, what are you trying to reveal to me? What do you, what do you, what do you, What's the message? What's the lesson in this? This didn't happen. I was praying really hard for this, and this didn't happen. I believe in you. It, as I was sharing at a small group, and, and I, I say it again, only unless and until you see God that's more real, if you don't see God as more real than me standing here speaking to you right now, then God is, God, is no long, God is not God in your life, and he will never be God in your life the way he desires, him, desires to be in your life. It'll be just a disconnected, yeah, there's a God somewhere, but he really doesn't have anything to do with me today on this date and the issues that I'm dealing with. But as we understand who God is and his, his concern and care for us, that, that, you know, again, I think about the, the young people. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm serious. I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't a prayer out of, despa- well, I did pray sometimes out of desperation. Lord, please bless me to pass this test. You know, in high school, in college. I, I, I prayed those prayers. But, but, but as I matured, I prayed, Lord, I, I really want to score well. I don't want to have to repeat this class. I mean, particularly you go into, to, into degree fields that, you know, it's, this is way beyond my knowledge, skills, and ability to be able to pull this one off. So, God, unless you help me through this, it ain't going to happen. See? The, the, the interview that you want to go on. He's like, Lord, give me what to say, what not to say, what to bring up, what not to bring up. You know, all of those things. So, so that you, you put yourself 
in the sin, in that you hit that bullseye of the target that God desires for you, and it's like, that's where I wanted you to be. You're dependent on me, you're aligning yourself with me, and I want you to succeed in this area, whatever this area is. But if, if, if we don't see God that way, then it's just like, just do the best we can. Hope for the best. You know, as someone was saying, and it, they meant well. I mean, they, they really did mean well. It's like, so, you know, as, 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 as I was sharing with the gentleman, I said, you know, too much is given, much is required. You know, I'm paraphrasing what Jesus shared. It's like, you know, if, for those who have been given much, much is required. There's, there's, there's a quid pro quo obligation. Well, well, I think I'm doing okay. Well, you know, basically what he was saying without saying is that I'm trying to throw enough coins on one side of the scale to balance out all the bad stuff on the other side of the scale. It's like, seriously? There ain't enough gold in Fort Knox to balance out my scales. My scales are messed up. I know, but you guys are better than I am. You, you are. You, you're better. But, but if I had to pay for, for, for my stuff, oh, please. It's like, uh, I ain't... <laughs> I need, I need a lot more than your ATM card to, to, to pull this one off. But that's where God becomes real in a direct relational way with us. Um, so we concluded with a question, when will we pray? When will we pray? When will we pray? When, 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 just ask, when do you pray? You know, you say a few words right before you nibble down a meal or, you know, before you go to sleep because you might die and you don't want to have, you know, anything on you. You know, it's like, well, let me square the books with God. You know, it's like, okay, Lord, I'm going to sleep. I might die. It's like, <laughs> you should have thought about that when you were going on the freeway, <laughs> particularly when you're driving next to me, but that's a different. Uh, uh. When will we pray? Will we pray in a spirit and position of thanksgiving, or will, be, or will our prayers be of one of distress? Yeah. When will we pray? What will we pray? Will we pray when the sun is shining, or do we pray when the rain is falling? When do we pray? When, when, when do we pray? Will we cling to worthless idols? You know, as Jonah said, those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. If, if your immediate response is to whatever distressful situation you find in your life is, let me call mama. Let me call deacon so-and-so, pastor so-and-so, uh, sister so-and-so, as opposed to, God, you know where I'm at. You know who I am. You just, it's like, this, none of this is, is catching you by surprise. You know where I'm at. Minister to me as only you can. Address the situation as only you can. I, prayers of the righteous, it, it accomplishes a lot. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about those, of, those are those times, I know you've never been there. I've been there, uh, where it's like, okay, uh, you know, particularly when I'm young, it's like, you know, I need a, need a few bucks. It's like, let me call dad. Hey, dad. I, it's like, I need some money, you know? Uh, well, dad's gone on to be with the Lord since 1994. It'd be tough trying to get anything from him right now. So where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Hey, what do you, when those situations come, when it's beyond anyone, you get bad news from the doctor. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, will we pray when the rain falls? Will we cling to worthless idols? Or will we give shouts of grateful praise? Salvation comes from the Lord. Salvation comes not from anything, anyone, Anything else, salvation comes 
from God. That's why I just love, uh, uh, my daughter had posted a, uh, uh, just, just love the, you know, to this degree I like Facebook, I don't care much for it, but that's a different story. Um, talking about jealousy and the word jealousy and what it means vis-a-vis God. Uh, it's like, I am a jealous God. I don't, I don't want to have anything between you and I. I don't want any relational, physical, uh, spiritual barrier between you and I. Why, 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 you know, because we look at, because we're sinful, we look at jealousy as a negative thing. And truth be told, jealousy is a good thing. You know, if you enter into, we wouldn't, the normal people wouldn't be okay in a relationship that should be exclusive where it's like, oh, it's okay if you see someone else. It's like, not with me, it's not okay. Not with me. It's like, if you're with me, you're with me. If you're with me, you're with me. And God said, I'm a jealous guy. I want your affection. I don't want it shared. I don't want to have to beg for time. I don't want to have to plead for your attention. I am a jealous God. I, want, I don't want this much of you. I want all of you. That's why it's like, man, that's, that's, that's asking a lot. He gave up a lot. I, I, that's why, I, again, we, 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 we had the, the discussion this morning talking about Jonah and what if and all of those things. Uh, but, but, but if we truly believe, if we truly believe that God so loved the world, that he gave, he came, God with us, Emmanuel, he came, lived and died on our behalf for salvation. Why? So we can have a relationship forever. If it's a big if, just two little, two little words, I and an F, it's, but, but on that little hinge swings a big old fat door. If we believe that, then we'll just like, he did all of this for me, the relationship's exclusive, no problem at all. You want me to do this? I'll do this. You want me to do that? I'll do that. You want me to quit my job? I'll quit my job. You want me to, 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 to give everything, sell everything that I have, and give to the poor and follow you? Well, the one guy said, can't do that. Can't, can't do that. This is a religious cat, too. This is, this is, this is a guy that, 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 he's like, hey, I've been keeping the, the commandments. I've been going to church, if you will. I've been going to the temple. I do the, the temple stuff. He said, sell everything you got, follow me. I can't do that. Have you lost your mind? There's no way. See, it, we, we kind of say that, again, you guys never said that. I've said it. I've said that in my, well, have I articulated? No, I've behaved in that way. I behave in that way that I'm not selling everything that I have and follow you. You lost, <laughs> come on. I'll teach Sunday school. I'll give some money. Give everything and follow you. Come on. It don't take all of that. takes that and more. He gave up everything. He requires everything. What's everything? Everything. <laughs> unless you, I, I, again, we, 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 we've covered that ground. Jesus, unless you hate, unless you basically put everything in an 
in a subordinate position to me, you don't deserve me. You can never be in the relationship. See, it's, 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 it's one of those things, it's again, it's me exercising. Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, uh, somebody ought to say amen. Uh, but uh, <laughs> me exercising. I would love to get the benefits of exercising without exercising. Some people, Coach King, different ones, some people, they just love this stuff. Yeah, Miss Rowe, it's just like, I, you guys are weird. It's just like, you love that. You love whatever endorphins kick in. It's just like, ooh, I just love this. It's like, no, I can't stand it. But I know if I need, if I want to go from A to B, this is the process it's going to take. And there are no shortcuts. Well, there's this magic pill. You know, it's, 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 it's on, you know, turn on the TV and you'll, you'll find magic pills and you'll find magic spiritual pills too. You'll find all types of magic spiritual pills. God wants this. Do this and this and that. And all of, it's like, seriously, seriously. Basically all he's saying is like, I want everything. So that means you got to give up everything. Next question. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. So, we're, we're almost done. I, I know you guys like, boy, we haven't even cut into it. It's like, we only got three verses. Uh, so, so we begin today's study in verse 10. And the Lord commanded the fish. And the Lord commanded the fish. And the Lord commanded the fish. And it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. You guys have never been in a situation like I have. <laughs> there are situations I, I, too numerous to count and too hard to even, uh, it just, just makes me want to just, oh gosh, hang my head. That's why I'm glad I won't look what's behind your, your, your door. You don't look behind what's my door. Yeah, I, I, I know, I have a Pastor Meeks. What's behind your door? Same stuff that's behind yours. Same stuff that's behind yours. What you, uh, want to go tit for tat? <laughs> let's not do that. Let's just, let's just let, it, let it go. Let's just say I'm the beneficiary of abundant grace. Abundant grace. I, again, you've never been in those situations where I say, it's just like, God, if you just get me out of this situation, I swear, I promise, I will never, I will never do that again if you just deliver me from this situation. I know, you've never done that. You just, I'm just telling you, and, and God is my witness. It's just like, thank you, Lord. So far, so good. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing to be the beneficiaries of grace. Jonah was given a second opportunity. But look at the command to Jonah. It's unchanged. There's no further explanation. God didn't say, now look, this is what I really meant. In verse 2 of the first chapter, he said, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it. 
Here he is. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. This is largely unchanged. This is the same message. You don't get another, I'm not giving you a different explanation, a deeper revelation. I gave you the story. I told you what to do. Now I expect you to do it. But I'm giving you a do-over. I'm giving you a second chance to get it right. I've shared this. I don't think I've ever shared it here. I've shared it in a different setting. Um, that's why I say with your kids and your parents, if those of you, particularly when you're up in age and your parents are still living, you hold them tight. You tell them every day how much you love them, how much you appreciate them. You, just, you need to just like go out of your way, just be ridiculous, and just say, oh, I love you. I appreciate you. I thank you for every discipline that you've ever laid on me. Even if you don't, say it. You know, just, just, just humor your parents. You know, just, just, just make them feel good. There are things that I wish I would be able to share with my parents, but they've gone on to be with the Lord. Mom, Dad, I'm sorry about this. I wish I'd have done that. But it's interesting how God has given me, through the benefit of marriage, another mother, and other mothers, where I can, now I, I get do-overs. I get do-overs, it's like, well, I didn't quite get it right in my youth. I didn't quite get it right. But he puts situations and opportunities in our life that we look at as disruptive and it's like look stupid not you me <laughs> look stupid I'm giving you a chance to get it right you've seen the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray <laughs> he couldn't move on until he got it right and we sometimes wonder, God, why do you have me in the, I feel like I'm the little duck in the tub circling around the drain. And it's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just circling around the drain, experiencing the same old thing. It's like it, it, it would really stink to be a duck in a, in, a, in a bathtub, wouldn't it? It's just like same situation, same environment. Monday looks like Friday, and it looks like the next Monday. Same issues, same thing, same, 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 same. And it's just like, I'm tired. Well, God's tired, too. He's tired of you being tired. <laughs> I'm trying to give you an opportunity to get it right. I've given you the message. There's nothing to add or to subtract. And isn't it wonderful? There's not even a, a reproach. There's not even a... He's like, okay, all right, take two. Here's the message. Go do what I told you to do. That if there's nothing, for folks that say, well, there's not a whole lot of grace in the Old Testament. The Old Testament is just packed full of grace. Just absolutely packed full of grace. Second Corinthians, uh, and I'm almost done. Second Corinthians 5.18. All of these things are new. All, all these new things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ, who gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19 reads, in other words, I like that, in other words, 
God was reconciling the world to himself through Christ, but not by not counting people's sins against them. He has trusted us with this message of reconciliation. And verse 20 goes on to read, So we are ambassadors who represent Christ. God is negotiating with you through us. So Paul goes on to write, We beg you as Christ's representatives, be reconciled to God. Verse 21, God caused the one who didn't know sin to be sin for our sake, so that through him we could become the righteousness of God. God caused the one who didn't know sin to be sin for our sake, so that through him we could be, become the righteousness of God. See, being the recipients of grace, being the beneficiaries of grace, being the, the agents of grace, what Paul is saying, he didn't have the 21st century vernacular uh, to use it. He's basically saying, pay it forward. Because grace has been extended to you, you need to pay it forward to someone else. So, what's the message? What, what, today, today, what is, what is we're, we're, we're Jonah, we're Mark, where all of us have heard God's call, done exactly the opposite, done exactly, not, not just, just, just done exactly the opposite, and God gives us a second chance to get it right. What's, what, 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 do you, what can you say? Well, he's a God of indescribable grace. Each of us, if you can hear me, you're alive, and you've been given more than one, and why do I know you've been given one more, more than one chance uh, to get it right? Because you're not perfect. I know, you like to think you're perfect. Uh, you're li particularly our little children, oh, isn't she perfect? No, she's a sinner, just like you. He's a sinner, just like you. Uh, they're not perfect, they're sinners, and that's why we have to train them in the way they need to go. Grace has been extended more than once, multiple times, to everyone here. However, however, we'd be foolish to take this as a pretext for how God will respond going forward. Because there are a lot of folks that did not get a second chance all throughout the Bible. Just ask the fellow who tried to steady the ark. Just ask, ask Adam and Eve. They didn't get a second chance to, oh, well, you know, no, we made a mistake. Can we stay here? No, you got to go. You got to go. Uh, grace was extended. Game night. Yeah, I understand all that. But as a result of their poor choice, they had to go. As a result of the gentleman's poor choice to steady the ark, he had to die. He had to forfeit his life. There are certain folks that, I'm sure you know, they didn't get a second chance. And maybe in the back of our minds we worry about, well, if you're absent from the body, for, for believers, if you're absent from the body, you're present with the Lord, what does that mean about non-believers? Well, you, you, you draw the conclusion. If we're absent from this body, we're present with the Lord for believers. For non-believers, there's eternal separation. There's, there's, there's no in-between, there's no, there's no opportunity for do-overs. It's, it's, it's now, now is the time that you've been given a second chance. You've been given a second opportunity 
to really dial in to get it right with him. Don't, don't wait for another opportunity. Don't wait for the, oh, you know, there'll be time. Maybe there will. Maybe there won't. You willing to risk that? And not only risk your eternal salvation, but are you willing to risk the relationships, the benefits associated with having a right relationship with him right now, right here today? Are you, or do you have scales? It's like, well, you know, the world's pleasures are more fun than God right now. And it's, it's like, see, and that's because we have a perverted view of what it means to be in a right relationship with God. Right? The, 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 the enticements, uh, the temporal enticements that, that, that the world offers, whatever they are. And again, I'm not just even talking going on a hedonistic bend. I'm just talking about just not being dialed into God. Just not being focused with him. What is it? We, we, we have the misconception that, uh, you know, uh, as Billy Joel would sing, uh, I'd rather laugh with the sinners and cry with the saints because sinners are much more fun. That's pretty stupid. That, that, that's pretty dumb. But that's, that's, that's the world's perspective. Sinners have much more fun. They, they have much more fun. Well, let's define, well, let's not define fun. We'll do that some other time. So, so, so grace was extended, Jonah. But, but grace was also extended to Nineveh. Don't miss this. Isn't it interesting that God didn't say, okay, well, you know, my servant, uh, you know, he kind of messed up, and so, you know, I've, I've got this other thing going on, and uh, too bad, too sad for Nineveh. You see, Jonah, he messed up, so now Nineveh's got to go. It's like, no. My will will be accomplished. And ultimately, my will is to extend, to show the, the, the everlasting nature of my grace to this city and to Jonah. And I'm going to accomplish both. I'm going to accomplish both. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I don't have to choose one over the other. I will be able to do both. And so Nineveh gets to experience grace even at this point. God didn't just simply go through with his judgment, but waited to see that the message would be given to and through Jonah. Nineveh is the other benefit, too, or the other thing worth considering. Nineveh, Jonah's perspective on Nineveh, as we'll ultimately see, didn't really change. It was a hated city. He still hated it. He still hated it. But God's will was accomplished. Even, even in our even in our sinful, willful obedience. Even in our sinful, willful obedience. We'll see, going forward, how Jonah really felt about this situation, but just suffice it for today, that Jonah is like, hey, salvation comes through the Lord. I'm a beneficiary of that. I'm out of the inside of the fish. I know what's going on. I know that's good. This is all wonderful. Now, now I've been vomited on the land. I got the message. We're going to see next time that Jonah marches off, and we'll see uh, how he responds to the city. I shared earlier, I share again. Jesus said these words. Much will be demanded from everyone who has been given much, and from the one who has been entrusted with much, even more will be asked. Well, God didn't give me much. Now, again, let's just do a reality check here. Uh, you are saved, right? If he has given you salvation, he's given you the best thing. 
that he could ever give. Why? Because it required the best thing that he could ever give himself, his son, our Savior. So you don't, we don't need to look for, well, too much is given. But again, that just shows our sinful self. We look at, well, if I've been given much, well, if, I have, if I've got Bill Gates' money, then that means I, I have a lot to be required of me. Well, yeah, you do. But how about salvation? To whom much has been given. To whom much has been given. Much is required. I know, I, I know, I, I, would, I, would, I would like to think, it's like, you know, there's, 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 again, when it comes to exercise, I would like to push that easy button, shed 20 pounds, be fit, yoke, everything else, that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. It's so not going to happen. It's so not going to happen. You've been given much. You've been given much. You've been given much. Well, I only have this. It doesn't matter. I, I only have this much in my account. I'm not talking about that. I only have, I, I don't even own my own home. I'm not talking about, I'm especially not talking about that. You've been given much. Now, much is required from each and every one of us. We can't hang in the back. We can't, we, we can't just, just kind of, hmm. God requires this of all of us. I know, I know. But it's because of his indescribable grace. Indescribable grace that we do the things that we do. Let's pray.